Welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to cover calcium channel blockers and more specifically the dihydropyridines. Common examples of dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers include amlodipine, which is brand name Norvasc, philodipine, brand name Plendil, nifedipine, brand name Nifedical. Mechanism of action with calcium channel blockers is as it sounds. They block calcium channels, which basically leads to relaxation of smooth muscle and vasodilation, therefore lowering blood pressure. Most common use that I see these medications used for uh, is hypertension or high blood pressure. Adverse effects. Most common adverse effect you're likely going to see is uh, dizziness, lower blood pressure, as well as the potential for edema, peripheral edema. So swelling in the ankles, swelling in the the lower limbs uh, is something that can definitely happen and does happen uh, in clinical practice. This is a dose-dependent effect. So basically what that means is the higher the dose, the more likely you're going to run into this adverse effect. In clinical practice, what I've seen numerous times, especially in patients on numerous medications where this might slip through the cracks, is an order for Lasix uh, soon after uh, starting and or increasing a calcium channel blocker like amlodipine. So again, look out for those medications that Uh, get rid of fluid and and help treat edema, be sure we're looking at our medication list prior uh, to adding any type of uh, diuretic or water pill. So I mentioned these are dihydropyridines. There is a class of calcium channel blockers called non-dihydropyridines, and they act more so on the heart, uh, which I will talk about in another episode for sure. But just remember that amlodipine, uh, philodipine, nifedipine, uh, these medications aren't going to act on the heart. So what that means is we don't need to monitor pulse rate typically with these meds. Blood pressure, yes, of course. That's generally what we're going to be uh, using these meds for. Uh, other you know, common compelling indications or compelling indications you might see these meds used for Uh, occasionally see them used for like Raynaud's disorder, uh, maybe angina, chest pain, that type of thing. And so keep that in mind. If you do see these, they aren't always uh, 100% used for hypertension, um, but definitely that is the the most common thing there. Rarely you will see um, constipation. It probably isn't crazy common uh, with the dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers, but uh, it is something to think about if you've got a patient with really uh, severe constipation and you can't really um, pinpoint any of the other classic medications like uh, opioids and anticholinergics and maybe iron supplement, things like that. There are some clinically relevant drug interactions, and probably the most um, common one that, that I see is amlodipine used with simvastatin. And there's a recommendation to limit uh, the dose of simvastatin to 20 milligrams 
if a patient is on amlodipine. With this said, I have seen some uh, clinicians go through that limit. Uh, generally not something I, I recommend. Likely we can probably switch to a different statin if this drug interaction is a problem or is a concern. The end result of this interaction and why some clinicians choose to maybe leave it alone is elevated uh, simvastatin concentration. So maybe a patient's a little more at risk for myopathy or some of the adverse effects from statins due to this drug interaction. But again, if a patient's been stabilized, maybe they've been on both medications for three years, for example, you may see some uh, clinicians choose to leave this uh, leave the doses alone, depending upon the, the doses that they're at in their past uh, experience that way. As far as dosing and administration goes, not a ton of really, really important clinical pearls or anything there. Amlodipine is by far the most common calcium channel blocker I see utilized, uh, typically dosed once daily. I w will occasionally see uh, it dose twice daily, which, depending upon the situation, may or may not be the right thing to do. Always important to remember if you go to twice daily or multiple daily doses, uh, adherence can get a little more challenging for the patient. Again, that's a, a patient-specific factor that you've got to figure out when, when working with your patients, but um, typically once daily in most situations for the amlodipine is, is going to be uh, adequate and, and last long enough as far as the half-life goes. I think that wraps up calcium channel blockers. Again, these are the dihydropyridines. I know that's a common mistake. Uh, people get those mixed up with the non-dihydropyridines, but again, uh, amlodipine, philodipine, nifedipine, all end in that P-I-N-E, and they are dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers. Thanks for listening to this episode today. Uh, feel free to check out reallifepharmacology.com. Again, I've got a free giveaway there, free practice exam, 100-question exam of absolutely uh, no cost to you, simply for subscribing to the website uh, and uh, following the, the podcast. I appreciate you guys listening today, and take care and have a good day. Whether you're a nurse practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better at medication management and pharmacology. meded101.com slash store is a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E.